Hello, America. Welcome to the Marriage Reboot Show, hosted by Herb and Ludie Thomas. Weeks ago, we were walking through Costco, and there was a display of golf carts for, you know, yeah, look at yes, <laughs> Austin's excited. Beautiful well, golf carts. We 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 use this mutual decision process tonight because um obviously we have very different opinion about it. So um we use the questions. So it was basically um he he said, Kathy, I want to get this golf cart. And it took and about I a said, minute to say I did not say yeah. at that point, guys, we have to process this. I said, are you out of your cotton picking mind? Welcome to the Marriage Reboot Show, hosted by Herb and Lily Thomas, founders of the Christian Marriage Reboot Academy, who will teach you the most powerful marriage technique over the next 25 minutes. Get ready to eliminate all future arguments as they teach you how to stop making independent decisions and start making mutual enthusiastic decisions so that you and your spouse will become one person as commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ. Tune in and embark on a journey to a harmonious and thriving marriage. Good day, Good day everyone. everyone. This, this is Herb and Lily Thomas, Thomas with, with Marriage Reboot Show, Show. And, we're so and we're so excited, excited you joined us today. First and foremost, let me say Merry Christmas. And uh, we are so excited uh, to be sharing with you today. Herb and I have been involved in marriage ministry for many years. And uh, we are talking about the mutual decision process. We think this is one of the basic things that you need to learn how to do for your marriage to really thrive and for you to have the oneness that God designs for you to have. And we're so blessed today because you're going to have our friends, um, Sarah and Austin Woodruff. And they are the founders of the Red Letter Basic Ministry, and they've written a book. And so they're going to demonstrate for you today how to do this mutual decision process regarding your Christmas plans. So we're really thrilled. Thanks for coming in. Tell your friends about us. And if you want, you can go to, um, sorry about that. Is it on mute? Um, Anyway, Herb, how did you want them to get to the uh, information? Are you going to tell them about that now? Well, uh, first of all, I wanted to just tell you about uh, this month's topic. This month's topic is mutual decision process for these podcasts, mutual decision process to end all arguments and to reboot your marriage. But for this particular day, the topic is going to be you will be using the mutual decision process to plan your Christmas holidays to prepare to prevent the typical train wreck. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but uh, uh, before we do, I wanted to do a few a little housekeeping here. And I had four different things I wanted to do before we started our, our program. One is that I wanted you to know who this podcast is for. This podcast is for you. This is for if you're married, this is for you because we want to give you and teach you the mutual decision process so that you can learn it, uh, practice it, and apply it in your marriage. That is our whole purpose. And the reason that you need to do that is because when you start your marriage, um, you automatically start withdrawing from each other. It's just a natural of who we are. Uh, and, and so you start, sometimes it's because you come into a marriage and you stay single and you still have single lives. And so you, therefore you stay independent. 
and you do not do what God has commanded us to do, which is to become one person. Uh, sometimes it's in the first year you have conflict and it causes you to hurt each other's feelings and you t- tend to start going for self-protection and you start moving away from each other. Other times you, you focus on your passion uh, more than you do each other, like your children or your career. And when you do that, you start ignoring each other and then you start moving apart. As you move apart, eventually, if you do nothing, that will end in some kind of emotional divorce and the death of your family. So what we have here today, the mutual decision process is so powerful that it will instantly stop that process and move you toward coming together. And so we're going to illustrate that today with uh, Austin and uh, Sarah. And so uh, the the other three things I wanted you to do is look down in the comments, download the PDF for the mutual decision process so you can follow along. Two is um, is is to any co- questions you have, any uh, even for this podcast or the next one, put it down in the comments. And then last one, I would encourage you to download um, a online shared calendar to enter your decisions for Christmas, uh, which can be either Family Wall, uh, the uh, Cozy Family Calendar, Google, any of those. But it's an excellent way for their communication to be built up so that you can follow that during the holidays. And can I add one thing? Um, yeah. Also, we're going to post Austin and Sarah's uh, documents that they've shared with you. So that will also be in the comments. And so you can download that and learn more about the Red Letter Basic Ministry in the book. Right. Okay. Now, will you introduce our guest? Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, th- uh, this good-looking couple, uh, Austin and Sarah Woodruff, have been friends for a number of years. I met Sarah first, and actually we went to their wedding, and um, it was a wonderful wedding. They served pancakes at the reception. It's delightful. And bacon. Can you breathe? for dinner. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> and so, um, Sarah and Austin, how long have you been married? We've been married four years. Why did you do this, Allie? Four this is years. terrible. And will this be the fourth Christmas you celebrate as a married couple or the third Christmas? It'll actually be the fifth Christmas as a married couple. We'll be married five years next June. So, yeah. <laughs> five years. Good, good. So, anyway, they have, uh, they're going to tell you toward the end, we're going to give them a special time to tell you all about the Red Letter Basic Ministry that. Austin began the process, but you've worked on it together, right? Yes, in in many different ways. And for everyone watching and listening, at the end, I'm going to share what Jesus says about marriage. Um, One of my favorite passages about marriage and relationships that people so often don't even think about for marriage but it applies very much so to our conversation today about making mutual decisions. So don't don't leave. Stay till the end because you don't want to miss this. It's good stuff. And I love the idea of the red letter basic because what you're writing about are the red letters in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. right. So this is directly from Jesus, right? Yep. So I, I love the title. I think it's fabulous. So is there a special, in your five Christmases you've shared together, is there a special memory? Well, mine might not be appropriate for Facebook, but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
I'll, you share first. No, you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> mutual decisions in action. Uh-huh. So one of my favorite memories is actually a tradition that we are starting as a family. Um, it involves unpacking the pre- uh, decorations and setting up. And um, as a child, that was a moment in our uh, the family I grew up in. We had many traditions about that that were very fun and exciting and sentimental. And one of the things that we do now is I constructed, I do woodworking as my hobby. And one of the things that I made out of reclaimed barn wood from my family's property is a manger with traditional joinery and it's a knockdown furniture style. So every year we unpack it and get the Christmas tree set up. And then the last thing we do is assemble the manger together. And when we start having kids, we will, that'll be something that they're involved in. And it's a wonderful reminder. And we, cause we set it in front of the Christmas tree and we start putting the gifts in it and it starts as something very simple. And then eventually it overflows and it's a reminder that you know, the gift of Christmas is Jesus and the salvation that he brings. And it starts as a very simple faith and then it overflows into life. Oh, beautiful. I love that. How about you, Sarah? Well, uh, please silence all phones and devices. I know. Please silence all phones. Okay, Sarah. Um, I just, the Christmases that I've really enjoyed have been when I hosted, when we hosted my side of the family, ever mm-hmm. since my parents moved to Arkansas, their house has been under construction. So it hasn't really been optimal for hosting. So we've offered up our place and we've had my side of the family come over and that's just been really special to me ever since getting married. I've just really We've had a lot of fun hosting together and doing that for Christmas was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, Herb, you want to get us going with the mutual decision process? Right. Yeah, we want, uh, before we did, I thought it would be really helpful for people to really do a summary of what the mutual decision process is because we did it last week and we had a PDF there for you to download. Uh, to, and we gave you homework to be able to practice this week to do the same thing that Austin and Sarah are doing, which is to plan, uh, use the mutual decision process to plan your Christmas holiday schedule. Um, but there are people who are probably tuning in now that didn't go through that process. So just for you, so you'll know exactly what we're we're doing here at this process in, in this is that the mutual decision pro- and and also be sure while we're doing this, download on the comments below us a copy of the mutual decision process because it'll have all the details in there. I'm just going to give you a summary of it. But a summary is essentially going to be a trigger event, the four questions, and ace. Okay, A stands for active listening, compromise, and enthusiastic agreement. So this is just a way for you to learn, remember what it is. But the trigger event is when one person suggests something that needs to be decided, uh, because everything needs to be decided between the husband and wife. Uh, the, if the other person is not totally on board with that, they can say, 
we need to process that rather than just it just going moving forward. That's the trigger event. Second of all is the uh, four questions. That's when you individually each talk to yourselves and analyze and you ask four questions. One is, uh, am I being selfish in this request? Uh, Second one is, what does the Lord think about this? Let's get some uh, divine wisdom here. Uh, Third is, is there anything, I'm really intense about this thing. Uh, Is my intensity coming from something from the past, my childhood or some past trauma? And the last one is, well, what about her point of view? I haven't even thought about her point of view. Let's consider that. When you go through that, which can take as little as 30 seconds, then you each come together. And when you come together, you do ACE, which is you first start with active listening when you talk to each other and listen to each other's points of view. And then second of all, if you still don't agree with each other at that point, uh, because you're very different people and that's normal, uh, you move into compromise um, and you do whiteboarding, brainstorming with all the possibilities, narrow them down to something that you works for both of you. It's like a Rubik's cube. You just keep moving it around until both are are uh, enthusiastic about it. And that's the last part, enthusiastic agreement. In other words, reluctant agreement is not an agreement. Um, and so uh, in each in one person dominating the other is not an enemy. It's where both of you are enthusiastic about the result. That is possible. You think it isn't, but you are smart and you're creative. It can be done and it will be done on each each one you do and you'll have a victory. So that's that's what the overview of it. Uh, so let's now move into um, our, our illustration for this week. So y'all went through the process of planning your uh, Christmas holidays. Uh, there are many ways you can do that. Uh, what was the approach that you took? Well, um, I think it might be helpful to give it a little bit of context because uh, this holiday schedule for us has been very different than previous years. And there are still pending decisions. Yeah. And so we are still actively going through making mutual decisions as uh, the next few weeks, uh, next couple of weeks um, come up to Christmas. And so one of the things that we were talking about, of, you know, what is that trigger event? It was actually from our first year in marriage doing our trying to figure out our first Christmas together. We've been married for six months and <laughs> first Christmas comes up, comes up and we hadn't, we didn't have a tool like this. So we didn't know how to make mutual decisions. <laughs> and um, so w- I, we thought that could be kind of a, a great case study and how that <laughs> yeah. is is still affecting and impacting how we go about making holiday plans today and are exercising the mutual decision process. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That sounds great. Go ahead. So, Sarah, why don't you share um, <laughs> our first Christmas and um, kind of give give us the context for that? The view, the scene, it was... <laughs> <laughs> It was Christmas morning, and I had this expectation in my mind, um, you know, that that's how it all starts, right? And yeah. it had never been explicitly communicated. I thought we would wake up, have a slow morning together, just us two. It's our first year married. Um, you know, like, we we are each other's family now. And then we'll go about, like, our day with family. Um 
And that year we switched back and forth um, between families like this. That year was at his family's house mm -hmm. on Christmas Day. So we got a text that morning and um, saying, hey. Uh, From my mom. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys at like 9 a.m. And it was like 8.30 <laughs> and I was like, what? I thought I, <laughs> I immediately got upset. Yeah. <laughs> and Austin, I think, was surprised by that. I had neglected to <laughs> communicate like Christmas with my family is kind of an all day thing. Like, uh, um, you know, we, we do like breakfast, uh, Jesus birthday breakfast type thing and mm -hmm. stockings and presents later and lunch and all those kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that in the invitation that my mom sent was kind of like an, it was, so we had no conversation about that. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. I mean, we had no conversation about it. Um, I was thinking maybe in like an hour, like a couple of hours, not, not late. I know like Christmas is about spending time with your family, whatever. Um, that was a, an expectation we both had, but I just didn't realize it was going to be a lot sooner <laughs> than what I had planned. A lot longer. A lot longer. I had this whole vision in my head on how Christmas morning should be with my new husband. And it was not going that way. And I was really upset. Oh, my. Yeah. And, it, and it's not that we don't love each other's sides of the family. Okay. We do. Like, yeah. if anyone's going to have in-laws that you get along with, I mean, we get get along great with, the, with each other's families and everything. It's actually quite a blessing. Yeah. And, uh, but the mutual decision was the pinpoint of it was on the details on the logistics of how that plays out. Uh -huh. And at the time we didn't have a tool like this. So we didn't know how to really step away from the situation and ask ourselves these four questions. Yeah. Um, but by, by God's grace, um, Sarah is an incredible listener and I'm a natural brainstormer. And so <laughs> in, in God's grace, the mutual decision process that you've outlined ended up happening anyways. Mm -hmm. um, just out of the, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit working in us. And we were able to come to an enthusiastic agreement where um, what the compromise was, was like, well, you know, my my family will be at their house at this time. And the, the kind of the culture of my family is just like, well, if you show up an hour late, that's fine. It's not like very regimented. And so we came to that conclusion together and it's like, well, let's still take our time together this morning and all this stuff. And we'll go down there when we're ready, but still kind of in that breakfast um, time to, to be with the family for that. And, yeah. um, and so that's what we were able to do. And we were able to walk through those things by understanding each other's point of views and, and understanding the Lord's perspective on our relationship and understanding why we were so um, kind of intense about these two, mm -hmm. uh, about the logistics of it and then trying to understand each other's point of view. And then without even knowing it, we were doing active listening with each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were working towards a compromise 
And in the end, we were able to come to an enthusiastic agreement about it. And what was that enthusiastic agreement? So, do you remember? <laughs> I do. I So we did not stay, like we had dinner together with his family, but we ended up leaving around six o'clock. Uh -huh. So we still had time that evening to ourselves. Um, so we spent some quality time together then. Yeah. It just wasn't in the morning. You know, I was like, okay, let's just move it to a different time mm -hmm. of the day. It did, you know, so. So you just made an adjustment in when you would have your time together. Is that what you're saying? I'm trying to actively listen. We're yes. <laughs> I hear you say. <laughs> exactly, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you just shifted the timetable. We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, another question I have, though, is how did you move into the active listening? Did Sarah, did you say this isn't quite how I had it planned? And then Austin, did you say, well, what I'm hearing you say is you didn't this wasn't quite your planned agenda for the day. And then you began the conversation. Talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. Whenever we got that text, I was visibly upset and I don't really hide from him my emotions. And <laughs> you can't hide your emotions from anyone though. <laughs> You're an open book. I guess so. <laughs> I was really frustrated. I was angry. I was upset. And I was like, Austin, I don't want to do this. Um, and then I started talking about like what, I had imagined and um, I think that caught you off guard and you immediately went into like this mode where I think you were trying to explain the situation, how your family is, that it doesn't have to be at nine o'clock. Like if we come in 30 minutes later, that's fine. Um, and you saw that I was upset and you acknowledged that and you're like, okay, we need to figure this out together. I, I heard a key word. I think when you said Austin acknowledged how you were feeling. Yeah. That it probably was the on-ramp to begin of the conversation was the acknowledgement of not just she's upset, but understanding why you were upset, trying to understand your heart. Right. And then y'all could move rather than just saying, well, this is just the way we do things. And this is just the way we're going to do things. That yeah. was, I love that word, acknowledged. That's a big word. That's a good word. Okay. Yeah. Herbie, have you got any questions for him? Well, uh, mine was, uh, you know, I always like to throw in the difficult stuff. <laughs> And so, um, have there ever been any situations that you had where uh, one of you is really passionate about something and really thinks something needs to happen, and the other one in their gut feels like, well, I'm not 100% on board with that. Um, I'm not sure if I should speak up or or if I even have the right to speak up uh, because it looks like it's just going to happen. Yeah. And so, uh, let's say a situation where uh, uh, Austin is is really passionate about Red Letter Basics, getting his book published and all like that, and something about it 
Uh, Sarah is not 100% on board on that. Do you feel like that you would have the, the um, not fortitude, but just the ability uh, to say, well, I think we need to process that. In other words, it's to be able to, it's not saying, no, I don't agree with that, or not saying anything. It's, we need to talk about this. Uh, do you feel uh, like there are situations like that? If, if you were in that situation that you would be able to say, we need to process that, and then you go into this process? Yeah, that's a really great question, um, especially because this is a startup. It's a startup ministry. Um, it's our only source of income. It's a huge risk. It There were a lot of decisions, and there continues to be decisions about the ministry that inevitably affect our marriage, not in a necessarily good or bad way. It just, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Things happen. And so I have gotten more comfortable with saying, you know, I don't know if I agree with this or can we talk about this more? I think at first I was a little intimidated. Uh I know he was so he's so passionate about it. You know, anyone who starts a business, who starts a ministry, that's all they want to talk about because it's theirs and they want to like foster that growth that it's that's all they're thinking about and I love that um but I was afraid to um what is it deplete or deflate you or Mm -hmm. anything like that but um I think I definitely feel more confident in being able to approach Austin and say hey this is what I've been thinking and feeling and Mm -hmm he will stop what he's doing and we'll sit, look at each other and mm-hmm. talk about it. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily reach a conclusion in one uh-huh. sitting, you know, sometimes yeah. it's an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. But. Well, the advantage of, of saying uh, we need to process that is it kind of stops everything right there. And then it, clicks in a process and the process is where both of you go through those four questions, uh, which can, like I said, can take just 30 seconds. Uh, but then you come back together and you're able to to talk with each other without the other person preparing their defense, like I did for 15 years, you know, uh, where you actually have to repeat back to the other, those three sentences that explains their point of view and back and forth. And then you, then you, you can understand at that point whether or not you're on the same page or not. And if you're not, then you get on the same page by narrowing it down to something that works for both of you. Uh, so uh, do you think that, uh, you know, do you like that process? I mean, do you think that that can work for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, where, yeah, you go. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, my favorite thing about that process is that the other person just repeats what the other person says without emotion. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know that you're listening to me. It it, it really, um, yeah. I think that that is one of my favorite parts about the process. Well, and I think the, the big thing about it is the validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're thinking or feeling matters to me. 
that is a very unifying thing rather than well that that's just the way we do things or you know there is so much power in letting someone know you really do want to understand what's going on in their heart and i love the way that y'all are talking because it seems like y'all are doing that well that you're getting the tools to do it well yeah something that i want to add to this part of the conversation that has again by the grace of God, this was not intentional on our part um, completely. There is intentionality in it, what I'm about to say, but it is it is by God's grace because I, I do believe that we have, as a young married couple with um, different backgrounds and childhood experiences, some that are very hard experiences, we have incredible communication. Mm, yeah, that's grace. Some of the things that he has put into our life to help maintain that by his spirit are two things, and they're things that you guys are doing in this. Um, I have it right here. Is <laughs> in making mutual decisions. They're two things that we do in our marriage that enable us to do that well. Mm-hmm. One of them. Uh, is keeping a calendar together. Yeah. Mm, That's good. So I have my work calendar. She has her work calendar. She has her school calendar and personal calendar. I have my personal (laughs) calendar. All of those are shared with each other. Wow, that's really good. Excellent. And we also share locations on our... It took us 47 years, so yeah, (laughs) go ahead. What that does for us is at all times... We are able to know what's on the other person's plate. Yes, exactly. Yes. Where they are and all That's this huge. stuff. Yeah. And there are certain liberties that we've learned over the year where it's like, hey, you know that if it's not on the calendar and there's a block of time open, there are certain things that we can just schedule for each other or mark as tentative or things like that. And then there's other things where it's like, hey, I'm going to mark this as tentative because we need to talk about it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that's with perfect. Those, with that calendar, we um, we have calendar meetings with each other. Say, so, hey, we, there's a lot going on this week. We need to take 15 minutes and review the calendar. There's a lot going on. And we need to work through the mutual decision process in the calendar discussion. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. The second thing that we do, so one is calendaring, keeping track of the And we don't even have kids. You better get this down. Kids have a way of interrupting that. (laughs) And the other is uh, what we call TLC, tender love and care. It's 60 minutes together each week. This is not date night for us. 60 minutes sitting like this. Sometimes it's on the couch. No calendar talk, no budget talk, no logistics, no phones not even over food, just talking. Sometimes it. it's like during the week, like, hey, we need to bring this up during TLC because right now we're not in the mental space to make a mutual decision on this. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And yeah. There's other times for TLC where we sit there for the first 45 minutes and it's kind of a chore, for lack of a better term, relationally, where it's like, but that last 15 minutes, we get into really deep, rich conversation where we are 
active listening with each other where those things that have been burning inside of us that week are coming out and things like that. And we're able to go through the ACE process mm-hmm. during that time. And that's weekly um, with a few weeks, we could probably count up how many weeks we've missed it over the course of four or five years. Mm-hmm. And um, that time is scheduled. It is kept sacred on our calendar. And when we miss it, we feel it in our relationship yeah. that week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is so good. You know, one of the things I wanted to do was to encourage those out there that don't have not had good communication. In fact, they are to the point where there's almost no communication mm-hmm. to show the value of the mutual decision process automatically increases communication because you have to talk about every single de- de- decision in your marriage and you have to work through them. You have to negotiate through each one of them. Well, the, in, the level of, in, of communication increases a lot from yeah. from before the level of engagement in 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 the whole family really includes but the biggest thing that i've seen is the fact that it neutralizes past trauma fear that comes into where there's somebody who controls or has a dominant personality uh that gets neutralized yeah. because you both have to be enthusiastic that is a huge thing without having to actually go through counseling somewhere to work through that now you should eventually go through that but it neutralizes it so you can come to a joint enthusiastic agreement. That is so powerful. It's unbelievable. But I want to give hope to those out there that don't aren't seeing communication now, aren't seeing involvement by their husband or wife, and that are that are that that one person's uh past trauma is really and that fear is really overwhelming the relationship. This thing can change that and it can change it instantaneously. Well, and I love Herb has pointed out, too, that perhaps both people aren't on the same page with mutual decision process. If one of them will begin to do it Mm. and initiate it and practice it themselves, the other one may, you know, the odds of the other one beginning to get engaged in that same process may come along. We've definitely seen that. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter that we both have to be on the same page here. Just one person can make the decision because it is such a validating Mm -hmm. um, process. You know, you feel heard, you feel valued, uh, and therefore you want to talk. When you don't feel heard or valued or the other person doesn't care about understanding you, Mm -hmm. why would you want to talk with each other? Yeah. And so I love, though, your TLC. (laughs) I think that is just the icing on the cake. You know, we, um, in the community groups that we're doing right now, we've been talking about as you go into the, well, we talked about going into Thanksgiving. Now we're talking about going into Christmas. What is one of the attributes of love that you really want to work on this at this time? Look at what love is, what love isn't, and then decide one of those that is going to be something I really want to grow in this area. You know, for me, I don't want to keep a record of wrongs. I don't want to demand my own way. With Herb, it may be, Lord, give me patience with this woman. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It might be. Well, <laughs> so, but uh, did you want to do the active listening? That was scheduled next. But do you want to just keep talking? Well, um, 
let's see how much time do we have well you're now at 10:35 so 10:36 okay. okay i think we need to go to a break at this point uh and uh what we're going to do is to have a 3 minute break here and we're going to show you uh some active listening but it's with our everybody loves raymond and so it's a funny video We'll take a three-minute break here, come back, and then we're going to uh, listen uh, to uh, Austin and Sarah uh, and uh, all about their brand-new, exciting ministry. Okay. So, Good uh, deal. Angelo, if you could. Uh, this is Michael's giraffe. He's crying now. Why did you do this? Cause. Cause is not an answer. Active listening. Ray, that doesn't work. It works. I just use it on the worst kids in the neighborhood. Would you look at this? Look what she just did. Try it. Try it. Not Ray. I'll do it. You want me to do it? No, I'll no, do it. no, no, no. Okay. Ellie, let's talk about what you did. I don't want to talk. Are you feeling angry? Reflect back. You're, you're angry. Yes. Okay. But it's not okay to rip up toys when we're angry. Ah, uh, 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 judgmental. <laughs> you are angry because... Um, because it used to be your toy. Oh. Yes. Hmm? <laughs> I don't like Michael Jeffrey. I see, I see. You think that um, mommy and daddy pay too much attention to Michael and Jeffrey. Right, okay, I was handling this. They get everything. Right, and you're upset because we gave them your old giraffe. I still liked it. But you weren't playing with it. But that doesn't matter, though, because <laughs> it was still yours. And you're mad because we gave it to Michael without asking you, right? Right. Well, uh... Mommy and Daddy made a mistake. And, and everybody makes mistakes, right, Mommy? Yes, yes, yes. Do you feel better now, Allie? Yes. Can I have the giraffe? Well, it's broken, honey. I know. I want to try to fix it for Michael. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Can't believe it. It's pretty amazing. You did it. Anything else you need taken care of while I'm around here? No. What? What's the matter? <laughs> Nothing with you, obviously. Don't go by me. I'm a natural. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get it. Oh, look. Act so proud of yourself. Listen, if I hadn't dragged you to that stupid class, you'd still be standing there going, hey, no TV. You're feeling inadequate because I mastered it before you. Oh, don't give me that active listening crap. Where do you get off listening to me? Never happened again. <laughs> Are we back on? <laughs> I think we must be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Luli and Herb Thomas with Marriage Reboot Show. We're so glad you're here. We hope you've heard what we've been talking about previously with Austin and 
uh, Sarah Woodruff. They are the founders of the ministry, Red Letter Basics, and they've written a book as well. You can go to the comments uh, on our webpage. Is it the webpage, Herbert, or the Facebook? It's below the Facebook. It's below the Facebook that's running right now. You can go down to the comments, and they have some wonderful resources for you. So if you would like to do that, check down underneath the comments and get those resources because they're really, I think you will love them and you'll learn more about this ministry. But now I want to turn it over to Sarah and Austin and let them tell you about the Red Letter Basic Ministry and the book that they have written. Okay, take it. Yeah, thank you. Sarah, why don't you tell us what is Red Letter Basics? Well, um, Red Letter Basics, Red Letter Basics was actually born maybe back in 2020. Austin and I were helping lead a college ministry at our church, and he was doing a Bible study with the young adult men, and they were trying to figure out something to study. And they kept going back to the question, well, what does Jesus say about it? Um, Because people were bringing up like what other preachers had said about a certain topic. And Austin was like, well, let's go back to the words of Jesus. And so he started coming up with different topics. Like, okay, what does Jesus say about marriage? What does he say about love? What does he say about um, women or men? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and he created a book of over 135 topics Mm -hmm. and he, in the book, there's a description of the topic and then a few red letter passages. So the words of Jesus, and then a few black letter passages. So other parts of the Bible, because for people who don't really know how to study scripture, maybe they're new believers, or maybe they've been following Christ for a long time, but they just don't know um, where to start. And it's like, well, when you ask the question, like, what does the Bible say about that? Like, Bible is really thick. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with the words of Jesus is much less intimidating. And you are, I mean, you're reading the words from God himself spoken to us. So um, he figured it was just a really great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a team of very qualified uh, theologians, apologists, other authors who have gone through this with me and helped refine all of the content in it. Um, And as a ministry, we have two key resources that I think would be very special for this audience here as well. Uh, One is the book. You can go to redletterbasics.com and get the book. It's uh, by donation. And those donations to get the book are helping us create digital content. Oh, great. And that's the second resource that is currently available to everyone. And the second resource that I think is very um, on point for this audience is what does Jesus say about family? Mm. Just released a a 30 minute, uh, 25 minute episode on what Jesus says about family, where I sit down with a man who has done family ministry for two decades and with family life and has uh, been married and raised kids. They're out of the house and married. All of his kids love the Lord. 
And another brother in Christ who's an apologist and an author with Josh McDowell Ministry, and he's single. Mm-hmm. So what is his perspective on family? Uh-huh. And it's an incredible episode, and everyone should go check it out after you go through the mutual decision process. <laughs> and, and I wanted to read a, a verse um, of what Jesus says about family that I think so many people don't think of on how to do marriage God's way. Okay. So in John 15, 12, we see this, this short little statement that Jesus says, where he says to love one another as I have loved you. When we talk about marriage, we often think of what Jesus says about divorce and male and female coming together and not being separated. We think of things like Proverbs uh, 18.22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and is blessed by the Lord. Uh, and, and, he, and from Hebrews, letting marriage be held in high honor. But this instruction from Jesus to love one another just as I have loved you is so powerful in marriage because it calls us to lay ourselves down for one another and to love one another as a humble servant. Um, And I think that's an an incredibly important verse on what Jesus says about marriage. Wow. And that's just a taste of what you have in your book. mm -hmm. You know, come to the banquet table. Order this book and dive in because the word of God does not return void. As we ingest his word and his word transforms our hearts, then we're really going to love each other the way that Austin is talking about. Now, now do you use these in community groups or anything like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, Herb. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, this is our first year in operation. We've had a, a handful of different small groups utilizing this material um, as kind of launching groups. Um, we've had, yeah, we, we have men's ministry, women's ministry, young adult ministry, all kinds of stuff like that going on. And there are workbooks that um, are becoming available where you can learn two things. One, what Jesus actually says and understand the truth of Jesus and then also learn a Bible study method of how do you yeah yeah kind of instead of you know there's the metaphor of moving from milk to meat in discipleship what this Bible study method does is it actually teaches you how to cook the meat (laughs) (laughs) I had someone actually give me the example of this is kind of a recipe book and instructions on how to cook. (laughs) Wow, that's great. That's great. We can't thank y'all enough for being on here. You actually got to see them. That's one of the big things that we want to encourage. It's one thing to know what to do. It's another thing to actually do it. Yeah. Right. And, and you've been a great illustration of when you do follow God's plan and your heart's desire is to follow that plan. Even if we mess up to get back on track and follow his plan by reading his word, by knowing what he has to say. And then, as you mentioned in the very beginning, then the power of the Holy Spirit actually empowering you to do these things. 
you can see success in your marriage and your marriage can thrive and it can honor God in the way you love one another, right? Well, we're almost out of time. Herb, you yeah, want to wrap got this a, up? we've got a couple of minutes. Uh, just one quick thing. Um, if they want to uh, learn more about your ministry, what's the best way to do that? Uh, we'll have stuff down. We'll have resources and stuff down in the comments. But uh, do you have a, a website or anything that we can go to? Just was it redletterbasics.com? Yep. And we, you can get every all the good information you want there, right? And if you want to make a donation to the ministry, yes. become a partner with these people because they're doing God's work and yeah. they're doing it with a lot of joy. And so we want to support them, right? Join yeah. the group. And, yeah, and if and if that's not something that's on the table for you, then um, for everyone listening and watching, check out our YouTube channel. We have oh, a couple okay. dozen videos on there, shorts and long form videos uh, that w would be a great blessing to you. Subscribe, follow. Would they, would they find that uh, by just uh, by just searching for Red Letter Basics and that's the name of the uh, YouTube channel? That's it. Okay, well, we have one minute left and so we're gonna close it out uh, and we're going to tell you to join us next week, uh, Thursday, uh, 11 o'clock uh, Central Time on this podcast through uh, Fishbowl uh, Radio Network. Uh, you can go on the Facebook uh, page, follow it, and it will then tell you when we go live. But we're this month we're doing mutual decisions. We worked on uh, this week. This week, week we're working on how to do Christmas holidays properly uh, using that. And we had great guests today, Austin and Sarah Woodruff. And we look and for red letter basics. And we look to see you next week. And uh, share. If you're watching this right now, share it so we can get right. some more people to join us. And practice and apply your moves to decisions as much as you can. Even if your husband doesn't or wife doesn't, they'll get it eventually. So go with it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>